Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. Welcome back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Happy New Year, all. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. You can find it right there in Spotify. Of course, on the front page of the WDBO app and WDBO.com. And I invite you to join me every single weekday for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. And be sure to stream us right there in the WDBO app. All right, a lot to get to today here in the new year with our buddy Brian Kilmeade here on the Inez Says Podcast. Make sure you tune in. He's a must-listen every weekday morning on WDBO, 9 to noon. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. And on the docket for today, the Iowa caucuses now less than two weeks away. Former President Trump challenging Maine's decision to kick him off the primary ballot up there. But we begin with another resignation of an Ivy League school president. Here's that conversation now with Brian Kilmeade. Brian, Happy New Year, my friend. I, I saw that Claudine Gay had resigned her post as president of Harvard in the wake of the plagiarism claims, in the wake of her uh, embarrassing testimony in front of Congress about anti-Semitism on campus. And yet, from what I read this morning, she gets to keep her faculty gig and her nine hundred grand a year salary. Wow, what a resignation! What, what's your take on this resignation here, Brian? Yeah, it's like if if you and I got were told we're no longer hosting the morning show. But you can keep the same salary, sleep in, and when we call you, we need you to call in from your house and uh, be contribute. Right. But please don't bother us. Right. Uh, we're punishing you. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely but, crazy. Yeah. So I mean, and then the fact is, as predicted, and we'll play some of it. I'm sure you will. Everyone's saying it's racism. Uh, Sharpton says it's racism. She broke the glass ceiling for black women, and now they want to get rid of her. Nothing to do with the plagiarism, which is fact. I like this. It's not that she plagiarized. She took quotes from other people and didn't give attribution, <laughs> uh, which is plagiarism. Uh, but don't, I don't want to slow you down if you are outraged. Uh, so it just, it's just incredible. Uh, but uh, she did it herself. But my problem is it really doesn't solve anything. Yeah. Because, you know, the institution doesn't solve anything. The fact that it's a, it's a, uh, a hard place for Jewish students to exist doesn't solve anything. The fact is the people who are there coming out of there hate America. They feel that they're above it. Our country should apologize. It doesn't change anything. So, you know, I never, I, I never got on that bandwagon, fire him, fire him, fire him, even when I was doing sports. It's like, okay, listen, uh, we've got to get in the locker room. You've got to find out what's really going on. Is it, is it really – I mean, you've got to draft people. You've got to you – know, is it the stadium? Is it, is it the coaching? Is it the facilities? There's so much going on. The same thing with this. What changes? I mean, she's had the job for a few months, and she clearly is not worthy of the job. 
and and what what bothers me too is people listening should understand this. They're right now Hispanics leading companies on pure merit, and there are blacks leading companies on pure merit, and there are uh, Indians leading companies on pure merit. Yet people are looking at them as if they got the jobs because of uh, because of a DEI push, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's not right. And when these kids work around campus with these unbelievable SAT scores who are minorities and they're at Ivy League institutions, they're looked at as people, well, you, we know why you're here. You're black. We know why you're here because you're a, a woman of color. And, and those people that earn it are outraged by it, but they don't say anything because it doesn't work for anyone's benefit for to say anything. So uh, I, I just think we've got to get to a point where we start having candidates and people walk around and go, listen, level playing field. There are people that don't like us because we do talk radio. There are people that don't like you because you're from Florida. And certainly when New York, that's not a joke. When when people hear you're from New York, you're like, oh, you people. <laughs> so, I mean, there there's people that are not going to like you and not hire you. And it might not be fair. And I think we're past the point of the, the 20th century when – when these laws of segregation that were taking place, we've made great progress with great pains, and the overcompensation has not helped this country. It's created resentment in this country, and this is what this represents. This woman seems to have had no business in this job, and according to reports, I'm going to look at it today, mm-hmm. they say her Ph.D. thesis is unreadable. Unreadable. Mm. How do you get a PhD from an Ivy League institution and not be the most elite document that you build a career around? I mean, you just take a year off and just work on this. Yeah. And yet it's not readable. And she's president of Harvard. Mm. And now she gets her nine hundred thousand dollar salary to be a professor at Harvard. Yeah. No, I mean, she checked all the boxes, though. Right, Brian? I mean, that's what it's about, especially in academia today. There, there's a lot of this stuff going on in our institutions of higher learning. You look at the UPenn president, Liz McGill. Same deal. I mean, yeah, she she resigned. I forgot she resigned or she got fired. She yeah. stays on at Penn and gets to keep her salary as, as a member of the faculty. Does it just underline how much rot or decay is going on at our, quote, higher institutions of learning today? I mean, this is going on all over the place, too. The smartest guy people are the ones at Columbia who said, I can't go. So they didn't show up at the hearing. So the three that show up, showed up and got a little lawyered up and refused to ask questions like, uh, are you against genocide of Jews? Depends on the context. Yeah. Okay, uh, you're fired. So, I mean, Columbia probably would answer the same way. Any Most of these other institutions, my hope is, you know, well, people started hopping on these school boards after the story in Virginia propped up. My sense is that average Americans, uh, way to those people way to the left stopping traffic in uh, uh, coming out of JFK, which is just abhorrent. And you see what's going on in these countries, especially where I'm at in New York City with these Palestinian movements, these pro-Hamas movements. They're actually chanting for Yemen. I played it yesterday on the show. Mm-hmm. I'll play it again. They were planting for Yemen where the Houthis are located because they're rocketing commercial vessels. Keep on turning ships around. Are you insane? You're rocketing vessels. You're taking over vessels. You're trying the best you can to harass American ships. Mm. And you're cheering for the other guys. 
I mean, things are uh, things are totally on their uh, are totally backwards. Yeah, out of whack. There is a severe lack of common sense in this country right now, in most every institution. And speaking of institutions, how about President Trump, the former president, appealing that ruling by the Maine Secretary of State, kicking him off the ballot up there, Brian? What do you make of that Democrat Secretary of State and what she did up there in Maine? It sounds like she's a political pundit who wants to be on the debate stage. I mean, does it sound like a constitutional rule? And, you know, as Ron DeSantis has brought up for you, you know what? Uh, I think that President Biden let 8 million people here illegally, many of which we don't even know who they are, a lot of which are bringing fentanyl or killing Americans. I don't think he should be on the ballot. Do you want a secretary of state making that decision in maybe Oklahoma, Nebraska, and maybe Florida? Of course you don't. You know, and I would like to think that you and I would fight to put John Kerry on the ballot, even though we think his views are abhorrent and anti-American and his climate decisions are not only hypocritical, uh, they're condescending and counterproductive and not based on fact. But I don't want to kick him off the ballot. And now that's going to be the new trend. If the if the uh, Supreme Court rules 5-4, that's almost as bad as them ruling for the Secretary of State. I want this 9-0. Mm-hmm. I want just a sobering effect. I mean, you know, I played Axelrod yesterday on the show. And he was just saying, you know, this is this is supposed to be his kryptonite, uh, these court cases and these challenges. And instead, there is jet fuel. I wish these people would wake up and understand how dangerous this is. And and to find out that this secretary of state in Maine met with Joe Biden three times (laughs) and that she's basically an avowed socialist who's spoken out against Trump. So this is just an excuse. Well, Trump also expected to legally challenge the Colorado State Supreme Court's decision to boot him off the ballot. Not even Jack Smith would charge him with insurrection. But I want to talk about the Iowa caucuses before we let you go. We're less than two weeks away and the polls there in Iowa have Donald Trump basically lapping the field once again. Governor DeSantis has put all his eggs in that Iowa basket here, Brian, if he loses and loses big in Iowa, do you see him continuing on with the fight here? He might have trouble because there's not good news in South Carolina. There's not good news in New Hampshire because he put it all into Iowa. And, you know, I know he's pouring money into there. He lost some big donors to Nikki Haley. Man, they're beating up on her now big time. And we watched him. He's he's going to have a one-on-one debate on January 10th. But I think that not only do, does Fox beat CNN anyway, but they're going to have a one-on-one debate. And we're going to have Martha McCallum and Brett Baer interview Donald Trump at the same time. So that's not going to help him either in Iowa. So I think we'll probably out uh, outrate him. So... You know, it definitely hurt him that Trump has not debated. I, I'm, I'm hoping that Ron DeSantis does well enough to stay in mm-hmm. because I just think he's better for the country. He, I, I hate the fact that one of the reasons that he's not in is because Democrats took out so many negative ads on him because they feared him so much, mm-hmm. as well as Trump. So when you fear somebody like that, like for example, did you see the look on the faces of of uh, the University of Michigan when when Alabama beat Georgia because Georgia uh, they really thought they had a better shot against Georgia, and even though they ended up beating Alabama, that was not a matchup they wanted. And it seems as though everyone agreed that Governor DeSantis was a formidable uh, national contender for the presidency. Everything he did during the pandemic was right, and everything he did to win re-election was was stellar. Maybe some of the things he did afterwards were too conservative to win over moderates. Well, you can debate that. But I just hate the fact that negative ads from the other party, I think, did the most damage, in my view. Thanks to Brian Kilmeade for the chat here on the Inez Says podcast. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. Join me on the radio every single weekday with Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.